Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode features an exploration into what will happen to Siberia as the Earth begins to heat up through global warming. begin by reading a poem that's been written inspired by the research that will then be discussed later on in this podcast. Your barren canvas stretches tightly across forgotten states, caught between unforgiving waves and starry mountain peaks. Your pulse beats unhurriedly in this hibernation of solitude. Permafrost litters your landscape, continuous, discontinuous, sporadic. Its frozen core a hard border to fertile soils and future disturbance. But as the ice begins to melt, those borders shift. Ancient ley lines retreating north, cutting new paths across a scenery that will no longer be forgotten. This poem was inspired by recent research published in Environmental Research Letters, which found that climate change could make Siberia more habitable by the end of the 21st century. Siberia, which is also known as Asian Russia, is defined as the area between the Ural Mountains and the Pacific Ocean. It has a land area of 13 million square kilometres and accounts for approximately 77% of Russia's land mass, and yet only 27% of its population. The majority of the population that do live in Siberia is mainly concentrated to the south, where there's a more comfortable climate and fertile soils, with the northern regions of Siberia being far more sparsely populated because of its short summers and long, brutally cold winters. However, with global warming brought about by human-made climate change, this might not be the case for much longer. By modelling both best-case and worst-case climate change scenarios over the course of the 21st century, this new research found that by the 2080s, three significant changes would have taken place across Siberia. Number one, Siberia would become much warmer. Number two, the permafrost zone would significantly shift to the northeast of the region. And number three, the ecological landscape potential, or ELP, would increase from low to relatively high. Now, the ELP is basically a measure that's used to determine the capacity of a landscape to support human settlement. So the higher it is, the more likely it is to be able to support humans living there. Now, the correlation between ELP and population density shows that basically for every category that the ELP increases by, there will be approximately a threefold increase in the amount of people that the region can sustain. So if it goes from category one to category two, then that will basically mean that three times as many people could potentially live there. This increase in ELP or ecological landscape potential is dependent on the scenarios that are used to model our future climates. Those used in the study come from the representative concentration pathways or RCPs. Now RCPs are something that you might see a lot in other scientific studies and in the press as well. So it stands for representative concentration pathways, RCPs. And these are scenarios that describe alternative trajectories for 
carbon dioxide emissions and carbon dioxide equivalents and the resulting atmospheric concentrations from 2000 to 2100. Now, these RCPs describe four different scenarios based on different assumptions about population, economic growth, energy consumption and land use over the current century. The scenarios themselves, so the actual number of the RCP, are named after the levels of radiative forcing that each scenario produces, measured in watts per square metre. Now, radiative forcing is the difference between the incoming sunlight that is absorbed by the Earth and the energy that is radiated back to space. The higher the number, the more sunlight is absorbed by the Earth and its atmosphere, and therefore the greater the effects of global warming and the more our planet heats up. So a higher RCP number basically means that there's a more extreme version of climate change occurring. In this study about the future of Siberia, two RCPs, two representative concentration pathways were used, RCP 2.6 and RCP 8.5. Now, RCP 2.6 is a scenario that might best be described as the best case for limiting anthropogenic or human-made climate change. In order for this to take place, it requires a huge turnaround in climate policies and a start to concerted action in the next few years in all countries, both developing and developed. RCP 8.5 is the other end of the scale. It's the nightmarish scenario in which emissions continue to increase rapidly throughout the early and middle parts of the 21st century. Now, this study found that for a future climate that followed RCP 2.6, best case scenario, the ecological landscape potential or ELP in Siberia would increase by one category, whilst for an RCP of 8.5, worst case scenario, this would lead to the ecological landscape potential ELP increasing by two categories. So what this means is that there's going to be at least a threefold increase and possibly up to just over a sixfold increase in the capacity of Siberia to sustain and become attractive to human populations. And obviously such a change in landscape would undoubtedly lead to migrations from less sustainable lands to this area of Siberia during the current century. Probably the most important conclusion of the paper is that given that vast regions of Siberia are likely, almost certainly will, become more habitable in the near future, it's absolutely vital that suitable land development policies are created in order to cater for the resulting human migration and infrastructure that's needed to support that. Now that you know the science, I'm just going to read you that poem one more time. Your barren canvas stretches tightly across forgotten states, caught between unforgiving waves and starry mountain peaks. Your pulse beats unhurriedly in this hibernation of solitude. Permafrost litters your landscape, continuous, discontinuous, sporadic. Its frozen core a hard border to fertile soils and future disturbance. But as the ice begins to melt, these borders shift, ancient ley lines retreating north, cutting new paths across a scenery that will no longer be forgotten. section of the podcast I would like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the subject of this podcast. In this episode I'll be reading Message to Siberia by the Russian poet Alexander Pushkin. 
Alexander Pushkin was a Russian poet, novelist, dramatist, short story writer who's considered by many to be Russia's greatest poet and arguably the founder of modern Russian literature. He lived from 1799 to 1837 and through his poetry and other writings he you know he really made himself the spokesman for the ideas and aspirations of the Decembrist movement. This was a secret revolutionary movement that evolved in the Russian Empire in the first quarter of the 19th century and culminated in an unsuccessful revolt in St. Petersburg on Boxing Day 1825. The failure of this uprising, the Decembrist movement's uprising, had a really profound effect on Pushkin. He felt great pain and sympathy for the leaders of the Decembrist movement, five of whom were eventually executed whilst others were sent and exiled to the Katorga camps in Siberia, which were first established in the 17th century by Alexis of Russia in newly conquered, underpopulated areas of Siberia and the Russian Far East regions that were purposefully chosen as they had very few towns or food sources in which these essentially labour camps could be created. And Pushkin wrote this poem, Message to Siberia, for his friends who were exiled to these camps in the outer reaches of Asian Russia, translated into English by Max Eastman. Deep in the Siberian mine, keep your patience proud, the bitter toil should not be lost, the rebel thought unbowed. The sister of misfortune, hope, in the under-darkness dumb, speaks joyful courage to your heart, the day desired will come. And love and friendship pour to you across the darkened doors, even as round your galley beds my free music pours. The heavy hanging chains will fall, the walls will crumble at a word, and freedom greet you in the light, and brothers give you back the sword. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com where you can also find out about how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks very much for listening. <music>